to the LEAD 222 podcast, created to help student ministry leaders stay healthy and become more effective in life and leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Bo Boshears and Dave Hootke. Welcome to LEAD 222, where we talk about how you can be a healthy leader leading healthy families and ministry. And I'm your host, Bobo Shears, along with Dave Hookie. And what I'm excited about today is you're going to hear from one of our staff members, Matt Swigert. Uh, he's a dear friend and very gifted leader that's going to be talking about a huge part of our ministry, which is lead missions. Uh, so Dave, why don't you tell a little bit about Matt? Yeah, Matt is a friend, and we're so grateful for him joining us on the podcast today. He's the director of Lead Missions, and in his 20-year ministry career, has led over 30 mission trips all over the country and world, which, Matt, that, that in itself is amazing. I mean, that is a lot of experience, and so really excited that you're going to be able to uh, talk into that experience and uh, all that is happening uh, this past summer and, and what we have ahead for this coming year. You're also a head men's and women's tennis coach at the University of Northwestern St. Paul. Uh, you run a summer tennis academy called the SOAR Tennis Academy, and it's launched its own nonprofit, Enhanced Ministries, uh, which aims to see greater unity in the Big C Church through activating and mobilizing them to be the hands and feet of Jesus Matt has been married to Christina for almost 21 years, and they have three children, Caitlin, Caleb, and Lucy. And uh, Matt, you have a busy schedule, dude. <laughs> yeah, just hearing it read like that is like, man, I need a vacation. Or uh, <laughs> I need a vacation from reading and hearing all of that. Sure. <laughs> I tell you what, I need a coach is what I need. <laughs> we can hook you up with one. Yes, yes, lead 222. Well, you know what's exciting about today is, um, since the very beginning of Lead 222, which our focus, again, has been on really helping youth pastors around the country to be healthy leaders, uh, leading healthy families and, and ministries, as you know. But the end result is so more students can come to know Jesus Christ. And that's why Lead Missions has always been a part of Lead. From the very beginning that we knew that if healthy leaders were taking care of themselves and their families, and eventually when they went back to their ministries, they would have healthy ministries, which would include an opportunity for students to really to have experience of where they can become the hands and feet of Christ in different places around the country. And Matt, I know you've done such a wonderful job at help developing this and, and making sure that, that our goals are hit. So why don't you tell us a little bit right at the beginning, what, what some of the beautiful things God has done in lead missions. Yeah. You know, I would got to say like the first thing that I want to praise the Lord for is after the summer of 2020, not getting to do anything, just what a gift it was this year to be back together, to be on our trips. Uh, all of the students, the leaders that, that came on our trips, all of the partner ministries and friends that we have around the country and, and North America, that we got to go back and serve again. Uh, a line I use a lot is, uh, for our partners, we hope that our mission trips and our time with them, our weeks with them, would be like the turbo strip on those Mario Kart type racing games, like we show up and it just shoots their ministry forward with momentum and fruit and, and contacts and work and service that's been done. And uh, man, I'm just so blessed by what happened this last summer. And we were able to do that. Uh, even thinking, you know, beyond that too, just we're never so naive to think that every kid that shows up on a mission trip is a fully surrendered follower of Jesus. And praise God that students gave their lives to the Lord this summer on our trips. And so just a shout out to the leaders, uh, those that, that spoke at the sessions, 
um, and clearly presenting the gospel and giving students an opportunity to respond. And those that didn't respond heard the gospel presented in a way through a different story, through a different angle that should help them understand it better and be able to share it better. So uh, we had an awesome summer. It, we're, we're still kind of basking in the glow of a great summer, uh, but already beginning to build for next summer and keep building on what, what God has been doing here. Matt, that's, that's so awesome. You know, I, I just love uh, Mission Trips myself. I, I loved having that a part of our student ministry and, and saw, you know, great fruit and, and the impact of that. But you having such great experience, you know, leading over 30 trips, what would you say, you know, that makes Mission Trips so impactful for our student ministry? I'd love for you to speak into that. Yeah, the first thing that I would say is really a challenge to the youth pastors that um, it they are still, even if they're on a mission trip, and especially trips that uh, are facilitated, facilitated by an organization like Lead 222, that the youth pastor is still the primary shepherd of their students. And to, to press into that, and I think especially younger youth pastors, um, you know, are so relieved that there's an organization taking care of all the details that they can kind of have a tendency to settle back into uh, the, the organization is going to be doing the work. The organization is going to say what needs to be said and, and all of that. And, and to really give the youth pastors the challenge that, no, the, the details are taken care of uh, and it should free you up to really go deep with your students and really shepherd them. And so don't, um, don't fall into the trap of thinking this is just an experience that needs to be facilitated Rather, it's an experience that needs to be leveraged. And, and you, as the youth pastor, getting to, to experience this alongside your students to help them process it uh, as they experience it is going to create greater transformation and deeper relationship. And, and those things are going to ripple throughout the year and, and their lives. Um, I know I found that with so many students. And, and you know, it makes like graduation is always so hard for me. And the kids that have so, are so hard for me to let graduate and like go, right, are those that I experienced the, the depth on mission trips with, right? Like it just, you just go so deep there. And so for the youth pastors to see it not as a box to be checked, but as something to truly be leveraged um, it is huge. The next thing I would say is that I see short-term missions done well. Short-term missions has three equally important elements. And it's the pre-trip preparation, the on-trip, like the execution of the trip, running it, and then the debriefing and processing that takes place afterwards. And, and in my experience, and so I would say I would argue, I, would, I, I have like my own personal like data to show that each of those are equally important. As you go deep and you take the time to intentionally invest in and train your students and train your group. And to create the environment over time before the trip where there's open sharing and you're, you know, whether you're doing a study together or you're just always asking questions and getting students to share, you're creating this culture and this environment that on the trip is really going to pay off. And I believe that the amount of prayer and preparation that goes into the trip directly impacts the level of fruit and transformation that takes place on it. And so it's not, again, it's, it's different than a retreat or any event where it's just kind of like, yeah, all right, here's when we're leaving. You know, no, this is something for the, the youth pastor to shepherd up until and through and then beyond. 
obviously then the, the execution part of the trip is so important. This is kind of getting to what I was just saying, like, don't, don't just go with the flow on the mission trip, but really shepherd, really try to go deep and be aware. And I tell youth pastors all the time, like you need to, like when you're, when you're out doing the ministry and the service with your students, like set a good example and, and when necessary, hop in and do work, right? Have conversations, dig, paint, whatever it is, like model for them. But really your job is to make sure that they're, they're doing the ministry and doing it in the right heart. But the prime time for the youth pastor is those evening debrief times where you're processing the day, you're processing the devos, the ministry, the conversations and the gaps, the sessions, if you had it, you're processing all that and helping your students understand what God did so that they can write it down in their journals and articulate it uh, later on when they're looking to like, what is the life change that needs to come from this? And then finally, I think the other or the third equal part of importance in this is a solid debriefing process, like something where you take a look back onto the trip, you list out the things that God did in me, through me, and the changes I need to make when I get home. And then you strategically and intentionally look ahead to what the next missions are that God has for your group and the students on the group to be equally as passionate and focused on as they were on this mission trip. They're going back to their Jerusalem. How do you leverage this one week away from home in the Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth, maybe type thing to go back and win their Jerusalem? And, and to be intentional with that plan and how the community that's built on that team will continue to go. And a line I share a lot in that moment is the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. And so it's really cool what you just went and did on the mission trip, but make sure that your light is shining brighter at home where God has planted you the other 51 weeks of the year. So understanding that you are the shepherd of your students, not the trip leaders or the organization that goes, and then the value of equally importance of preparation, execution, and debriefing. Um, the best mission trips, the best leaders understand and do those, th those things well. You know, Matt, one of the things is, you know, after each season of our mission trips, we obviously debrief. And I always hear you say, you know, I go, Matt, how, how was the teams? You know, what do you feel? And, you know, your passion comes out at that time. You go, oh, man, if these youth leaders would only had done this, or, you know, I wish I could coach them that it would have been so much more effective. And I know that comes out of your passion and heart. And that's one of the things that I love about lead. We have a community where we coach each other up. But what would you say to our listeners that you would say some of the mistakes, just real quick mistakes made that you said, oh, if they would have just paid attention to this or just made one degree and it would have made a huge difference. Yeah, I think the, the thing that comes out to me a lot is is probably uh, and this is kind of opposite of how God has wired me. I'm almost like not passive to a fault, but I see sometimes youth pastors being too passive when it comes to shepherding moments. And it's like, instead of like, you get frustrated at kids that aren't focused or things like that, or things that don't necessarily go right. Or uh, when your group crushes it and has an incredible day, or one of your students, like, you know, like that's the last kid that I expected to say, Hey, I'm going to go talk to that homeless person or whatever, you know, to, to really be intentional about, um, addressing how, uh, how the, the experience of the mission trip stirs things up in the student's life, but also being like that good finder, that positive gossiper, that, that yeah. cheerleader. Um, I, I sometimes use the, the analogy of, you know, if you guys have ever been to a lake, uh, like a lake cabin or something, and in the morning you wake up early and you go down and sit on the dock and you're like, wow, 
the water is so clean and so pure and, and all of that. It, I can see all the way to the bottom. Well, then like your kid or your dog runs down and jumps into the dock and all the stuff that's kind of settled the bottom stirs up. Uh, and you realize, ah, the lake probably isn't as clean as I, as I thought it was, or as it looked right there, the, the stirring in that, uh, is, is like what short-term missions does in a student's life. It stirs things up and you can also use the analogies of, man, it gets hot for that clay in the potter's kiln. It really is uncomfortable for that hunk of rock in the, in the refiner's cauldron, you know? Uh, but to, to as, a, as a leader, to help your students press into and be aware of the refining work that God is doing in their life. And whether that's because they just did something incredible that day or that moment, or as, you know, in the heat of uh, uh, an intense experience like a short-term mission trip, things that are undesirable kind of bubble to the surface. To see youth pastors not be passive in that time is and to really be intentional about leveraging that uh, is, is one of the things that kind of, I, I observe and try to like pull them aside and be like, did you see that? Or you, you could go deep, like, no, this is you. This is your like world series right now. Go disciple that kid. And, um, and, and, and the, you know, the other kind of extra blessing from short-term missions is, you know, I would argue that no other environment in student ministry creates the level of discipleship and relationship building that short-term missions does. Wednesday night small groups, retreats, fun events, none of those do what short-term missions do. And it's not like a ranking, like one is more important than the other. They all have value. But a youth pastor that really is intentional about discipling on the trip builds a relationship with that student that they experience more and more moments as a result of that trip too. And it becomes something that gets leveraged throughout the whole year. Like those students become your core group for the rest of the year. And yeah, Matt, so you know, Matt, what I love about that, you were saying that we set up things so the youth pastor can be at his best observing and watching his students. I mean, that's what they're there for. And really showing the God moments. Like, man, the Lord, I just saw God work in you. I think that's, I agree with you. Those things come and, and we need to make sure youth leaders are, are aware of that and their hearts are open to see that. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's awesome to see when it, when it's done, right. It's like choked up tears in your eyes. You know, like I just saw a youth pastor lead in shepherd and that's the coolest thing for me in my role on the trips that I lead, watching them do that is, is awesome. That's a huge win. Yeah. I mean, we could all probably just uh, take another 20 minutes and share amazing stories of what God did on, on different trips and, and how he moved in students' lives. And I mean, it's just amazing what God does. And, uh, you know, when we post this on, uh, you know, coming up here, it'd be great on our, our community page, too. Maybe even some of you sharing some really cool moments of what God did on, on these mission trips, you know, that'd be really neat to, for all of us to kind of share and, and chime in on and, and uh, learn from one another too. And so Matt, what makes a lead mission trip special? You know, there's a lot of different organizations. There's a lot of places you can go and do trips, but what would you say like a lead mission trip? This is, this is what makes it special. Yeah, the, the three things I would say, and as I shift from coaching on short-term missions in general to specifically talking about lead missions, the three things I would say is, number one, it's done in the context of the Lead 222 community. And for the most part, now we're open to anybody bringing their students, but for the most part, every leader who brings their students on one of our trips 
is involved in our coaches community. And it's so cool how they don't even know each other. Now they connect on the phone, like in our meetings before the trips, but they don't always know each other personally, but everybody shows up kind of wearing that same Jersey, speaking the same language. And there's in the trips that I've led, I think the close to 10 lead trips that I've led, there's never been a, a, a spirit of competition or who's the cool group or who's the cool leader or anything like that. Uh, like we have breakfast together every morning. And, and to me, as the leader of those trips, breakfast is my favorite time of the day because of the community that already exists and that gets built throughout the week. And so it's just a really special thing. The second thing is that we fully customize the ministry experiences for each group based off of what the youth pastor says they want their students to experience. So do they want heavy relational or do they want heavy work project? Do they want to go deep with one organization and go there all four days of ministry? Or do they want to expose their students to a variety of different ministries and, and, and experiences? Awesome. Uh, it's really a cool thing. And I just use the Twin Cities, for example, where I'm at. But this year we served at 24 different locations in our two different trips, 24 different locations around the Twin, City, Twin Cities. And it's so cool because those, like those people are my friends, but we've got such a broad range of groups coming. Like we've had groups say, hey, I have zero leadership level kids on this trip. Like we want to get dirty. This is like intro to missions, right? And then I've had other leaders say, I, every student who's coming has been on at least one mission trip before. Send us into the craziest places. Like I want to really stretch these kids, you know? And we're able to do that because of the friends and the partners that we have. So fully customizable. And then the third thing that I just love is our four-year curriculum. Last summer, we did Live Differently. Next summer is Love Recklessly. Then we have Lead Courageously and Dream Wildly. And each summer, we have one of those themes that rotates. And every trip, including our camp, do the same theme. And man, those four, it's like every year, I'm like, oh, I can't wait for Love Recklessly next year. I love that one. And I'm, I'm going to say the same thing about live, or Lead Courageously because they're all so good. And each one of them have some different ways that we're able to leverage those students in that environment, hearing that teaching uh, for discipleship and transformation and leadership development, regardless of the level of leader they are, because they all have influence. And so, um, so those three things are like, and, and it's not like, I'm not into negative recruiting. I, I couldn't even list like all the other missions organizations out there. I pray that God is using them in great ways. But I will say that those three things really make us distinct and unique and, and create what I feel is the, the strongest mission, short-term missions experience that you can find. Well, Matt, one of the things I would say to the listeners, those who obviously have been on a lead mission trips and ones who are considering it in light of the new season coming out of pandemic and all that, you know, where do they go? I would just say to everyone listening, Matt is an excellent leader. He loves what he does and his coaching to the team is, I mean, comes right from his heart. And Matt, you really do a good job of that. And I love the ownership that people take, you know, that when you come on a lead mission trip, like you said, the unique part of it is, you know, you come in and use your own gifts. If you want to teach your, your, your fingerprints are all over the experience. And Matt, you do a great job of listening and really putting that menu right in front of them and saying, Hey, what's, what's, what's it going to, what can we do to really have your students have a great experience, come home, loving Christ with a great experience that um, lead offers. But so Matt, what a, why don't you tell us updates then for those who maybe are still in the process of thinking through, praying through what they do this year? Give us updates on where we are with Lead Missions 2022. Yeah, so we're excited to basically be offering our full slate of mission 
trips and locations um, uh, along with the Twin Cities, Chicago and Cabo San Lucas that we did this year in our middle school camp. Uh, we're back with Toronto, coastal Virginia and Puerto Vallarta. And so um, we're excited to have all of those and be able to go back and serve our friends in those areas. And um, excited, you know, we made it through the, the, this summer of COVID where we're cautiously optimistic that there won't be any like restrictions or anything, but we're also keeping our eye on all of that and being, you know, just being aware. And, and I know I'm having some churches email or call me right now saying, what are you going to be doing? And I'm like, what we're doing is we're just tracking it and we'll make decisions based on how things are then. But we're really praying that um, that the Lord kind of heals our world and opens things back up uh, so that we can just freely go. Uh, encourage everybody to check out our, our website, um, lead222.com, and then you can click on go on a mission trip on the top there. And that takes you to our homepage where you see all the, the dates and locations. You also see our payment system um, where you see what the trip costs. And then after January 15th, so there's an early bird rate. So get your first get signed up and your early bird uh, first deposit in before January 15th to lock in that rate. Um, but you can also check out, and we're trying to serve our, our groups, our churches really well uh, with just a very clear, like if something comes up, here's the cancellation, you know, all that sort of stuff, like how all that works, all of that is in detail there on the mission trip. So now, what size of group? can I bring like, what's the smallest, what's the largest, like what, what size of group can, can I bring? That's a great question. Uh, I'm excited for your group to come, Dave. I think that's your family of what, four or five. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> no, actually there is no, there is no minimum. There is no maximum. Uh, we've had groups that like, it's a new youth pastor or their student ministry is really struggling where youth pastors have brought their just few core students and we create this environment where they get to clump that core together, go deep together, yeah, and then build awesome. from there. And we've we've already got a group of sixty registered to come on one of our trips. You know, uh, so there's there's really nothing. Again, the fully customizable. We will take whoever um, because we want to create that environment for the youth pastor to be able to shepherd. So check out the website. Great. Email me. Click on any trip and ask for info on that. If, if you've got any questions, uh, we're excited to serve you. And Such great stuff from Matt. And I want to thank him for joining us on the podcast, Matt. Great job. Appreciate you. And uh, hey, if uh, you've been on a lead mission trip, I'd love for you to go on our lead uh, 222 community Facebook page share about your experience, uh, share about some awesome things that God did on the trip. And, and we can just encourage each other about this upcoming season of mission trips. And so if you want to check more uh, about our trips, go to lead222.com. And then right at the top, uh, click on go on a mission trip and it'll go to the page and you can see all the trips. And uh, man, we'd love for you to join us on a lead trip uh, this upcoming year. Uh, we're also in the show notes. We've got uh, all the different things that Matt has talked about and uh, you can check that out as well. And uh, you can reach out to Matt 
Matt at lead222.com. You can email him any questions that you might have. He'd love to hear from you. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. If you haven't rated or reviewed us, uh, rate, review it, and uh, we'd love to get the information out. And uh, you can share this with a friend, maybe someone you know in youth ministry is thinking about a mission trip. Uh, Shoot this their way, and uh, we'd love for you to do that. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. Stay encouraged. Stay inspired. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lead 222 podcast. Please consider joining our community of leaders. Together, we're committed to experiencing healthy lives, healthy families, and healthy ministries. Learn more at lead222.com.